When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk Series Podcast. My name is Sam. Today, I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Just the two of us. Just the two of us this time. Part of our new, a new show format we're doing. We're doing a few more shows a week. They're going to be shorter formats, and, and they may just be two people. Um, we're just going to be talking about the news of the day, and, and today's news is going to be mainly transfers um, and a new managerial appointment in the Premier League. Roy the boy, back in business, out of retirement <laughs> um, for, for Watford Football Club. What, what did you think when you saw this, Billy? I was... I mean, fair play to him, you know, coming coming out of retirement, back into back into management. He must have missed it. Um, I just, I it, it's weird that he's back at his age. Like, just just enjoy the rest of your life. You shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't be in a relegation scrap that far into a managerial career. I think this is like his twenty first club or team that he's managing because I know he's, he's done England and I think he, he managed Denmark as well before. Mm, it, um, nice. So there's a few nations he's in there. Over. He's been all yeah, over. Yeah. But it's like the 21st club team, if you like. Mm. Um, something like that. Anyway, it, it's just mental, his managerial career, but yeah, his age, I'm surprised he's not just on a beach in Barbados, just drink. The thing is, having a pina colada out of a cocktail, <laughs> yeah, out of a coconut. Even sorry, he could just be trying to kill a couple of months. I mean, like no one goes in and goes into Watford with a plan, thinking right, yeah. I've got a plan to implement. It's going to take me, you know, like three or four years to get there, or five years is a big project. Mm. <laughs> like if he did that, no. he'd be eighty years old. You know, I think he's very much <laughs> just come in and say, Roy, can you? Keepers up this season, he's probably like, ah, oh, give it a go. What is what is it about if I don't? Yeah, it's, defi- <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a short term fix, but 
I don't know whether he's the right man for them anyway, to be honest well, with you. I think I wanted to talk to you about this. I never told you this before, but I did some quick maths, mate. <laughs> quick maths. Done, right? <laughs> so in the Premier League, Roy has a win ratio of about about 32-33%, right? So uh, mm. roughly the box out. He wins one in three games that he manages in right. the Premier League, and it's been that way for, for every team. This is over his, his career in the Premier mm. League, right? That's including his games at Liverpool. Right. To average that down to sort of one in three games, which obviously is a bit atrocious. Mm. <laughs> right, so say he does that. Say he comes into Watford. Watford, they have 18 games left, right? If they win mm. one in three of those, so they win, you know, six of those games, that gives them, you know, 18 points mm. on top of what they already have right now, which I believe is 14 points, I want to say. It gets him to, I think it gets him to the 32 point mark, right? So even if he does and performs as well as he's done before, 32 points isn't always enough to keep you up. And definitely not. Sometimes you can you can go down on 32 points. So I'm not exactly sure what the thinking is. Like they brought in Roy, he's had a bit of time out, and he has to perform above what his average is in the Premier League. So Mm. he has to actually kind of take it to another level, which I'm not entirely sure. No, I'm capable of at 74 years old. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I think it it seems like it's an appointment that right. We need someone who knows the league. Who's out there at the minute who knows the league that can we can work within our budget? And he's probably the only bloke there that can really really do something um your names like steve bruce and your sam allardyces they may not be able to fit into the budget of uh of a watford for example especially with the covid crisis and stuff like that that's you know it's hammering teams all around the country um ryan yeri's walking away with three million just to walk away you know That's crazy. He made a million pounds a month there. He, he made he made more than some of the top players in the Premier League. I mean, when a you put it like that, basis, you know, he's not all bad, old Claudio. Yeah. You know, no. When when you put it like that, it's it's crazy. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I know I know it's Watford, but I was a bit surprised when they sacked him in the first place. Uh, this may sound a bit hypocritical from me because obviously I wanted Dean Smith to get sacked as much as I love Dean Smith. It it what it was his time up at Villa. Ranieri's obviously had a poor run of form, a very poor run of form, just to put it lightly as well, really. Mm. But. If you look at those fixtures that they've played as well, it's only the last two, Norwich and Newcastle, I think. It's only them two that you look at that and you think that they should win. Every other game before that, including the Man United game that they won, I think it was like 4-1, wasn't it? I think they beat them. Mm. Um, Every game you're going into that thinking that Watford are going to lose. So once you get into that rhythm of losing, 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 it is hard to get out of it. But I think if someone is to get out of it and to try and get them back together, I think it would have been Claudio Ranieri. Um, 
But on yeah. sheer caliber of manager, like, are, are they going to get in a manager that's better than Claudio yet? Like, pound for pound, in a this manager, is the thing. Yeah, are they going to get in a manager? I mean, you can argue like Roy did a tremendous job at Palace. The resources mm. available, very, very thinly spread resources at Palace, and even when they did spend a wee bit of money, like on your, your Bentekis and stuff like that, didn't massively work out for them. So. Mm. But he kept him in the league, and that's what his job. I think the job was always clear. Keep us in the league for a good few seasons, give us a foundation to sort of build on, and then you can move on when you're mm-hmm. you know, in your 70s. So yeah. He finished yeah. up at Palace in a high, and obviously there was a, with all the revenue generated over those amount of seasons in the Premier League, bearing in mind that every club, you get a bit of, just, just from being in the Premier League alone, you get about £100 mm-hmm. million pounds a year, just, just from being yeah. in the league. That's before you even cut your... Um, your short sales, ticket sales, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You get a hundred million pounds just for TV, just for telly money. So you do that for four or five years, you're gonna get half a billion pounds there, roughly. Obviously, you need to account for what you've spent in your wages and, and player transfers and stuff like that, which they have not spent a massive amount in the, in the past mm. few years, minus sort of Will Zaha's um, wages. <laughs> um, so they obviously they, they they're at a good spot now, and they have a great young team. They have a in my opinion, one of the brightest managers, brightest new managers in the league. Yeah. The league, Patrick Vera, I think he could really be a top manager. I think he's temperament. Definitely, yeah. So he's, he's, so. he's already shown, hasn't he, what yeah. he can do. Right, going into that Palace job, we mentioned on here several times that it was such a risk getting someone like Patrick Vieira. Unproven. Unpro- unproven, yeah. But what he's done since coming in, just turning turning it around for them. Because he had so many plays out of contract in the summer as well. And he's obviously kept a few. He's let go of a few as well. But the players that he's bought in, like your Conor Gallagher's, your um, Michael Elise's, they've they've just got on like a house on fire. Ed he's Lars. doing a fantastic, fantastic job, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's doing, he's doing a fantastic job. And, and they could build upon that. Um, so mm. Roy did that, I think, a fantastic job in facilitating that 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 foundation to build a team off of him. Maybe in a few years, you know, we'll see Vieira do it like a similar job that, that Poch did with Southampton. Mm. I can imagine that's what's in my head. You know, he'll do a really solid job. Poch did a really, really solid job at Southampton before he went on at Spurs. And I could see a yeah. Vieira doing that before he maybe goes to a, the noisy neighbors. To Arsenal. Maybe Arsenal, yeah. Um, yeah. I could see maybe that. I could, like, even a wee sort of run into Europa, Europa Conference mm. League or Europa. Um, that's what I could maybe foresee for, for Patrick there. If it yeah. all keeps I think, the way it's going. Yeah, I think his yeah. name as well, alone, similar to Gerard with Villa, I think his name just demands respect. It's like he's not going to take any shit from anyone. And you wouldn't. You wouldn't even risk it, would you? You wouldn't try and push the limits because it's Patrick Vieira. Well, the Palace players did speak when they came in and they were doing double sessions a day and, and it was all hideous and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> you came out and said he never trained as hard as this in his career and stuff mm. like that. But you don't, you don't say no to a man like Patrick Vieira. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell him you're tired yeah. either, you know. <laughs> Anybody that would do that wouldn't find themselves playing a lot of football under them. Um, <laughs> it's the same Steven Gerrard. These these top-level mm-hmm. players that, that played at such a high level for their entire careers, they, they just demand a certain level of excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could see him being a, a bright manager. And, and a lot of that foundation was set by Roy. Um, there's a lot, there was a lot of good Definitely, stuff. Yeah. Even though they had a big purge of players, they had probably about nine or ten outgoings mm-hmm. before Vieira even got there. But they did have, you know, your sort of, Tyreek Mitchell's, uh, and even I know he's not come back and made a massive impact at Eze's and, mm. and all that throughout the squad, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. 
York Anderson. Uh, I played you're a big fan of. That was a huge signing yeah. for them. So yeah, I mean that centre back partnership. Although they've not kept that many clean sheets, the the Anderson and Gurhi centre back yeah. partnership. That's really something that they can build on for I, a good five, six, seven years. Even you know what I mean? I they mean, just need to progress. Kiati back there. Yeah, exactly. But it's just yeah. the question of Palace progressing with them as well, if you know what I mean, and with their careers, because it could quite easily happen where in two years even, you're looking at these two centre-halves being very highly sought of. They're already very highly sought of, but then you've got potentially Man City's and your, your Chelsea's looking at them. And if Palace aren't up there, at least competing for Europe, then they will lose out on them because that's yeah, where London based. Yeah, it's a lot easier to make a move within the city you're already living. Definitely, it's, it's yeah. so easy. Um, that's why we see these players like, moving on moments' notice, a drop of a hat. You, you normally see quick transfers within mm. the London area. They could just happen yeah. on the day, you know. Um, it's like the Zuma one, for example, in the yeah, summer. Just, just, just happens. It's, it's, it's news, and then it's happened before you even yeah. get time to sort of like report on it. Um, but back, back to what we're, the subject of this, we were talking about Roy and, and, and where he had it, and he set another foundation like that, or, or you know, work on a team and make them good enough and well drilled enough to stay in the league over and over again. And where he actually wants mm. a long term, maybe he just sees us as ah, I'll be, I'll be out of job in the summer, and I'll be back to yeah. <laughs> before I. Before uh but you know he's like he's a guy who worked worked in football so long uh, that um he probably doesn't even remember what it's like not to not to like work <laughs> yeah. in football full time to be honest yeah he's, he's had his summer break hasn't he now he's a yeah. few months and now it's right best get back down to business <laughs> like I said if he gets his one in three wins right that'll get him to thirty two points if you pepper in a few draws along with that. Mm. Maybe they get up to your sort of 35, 36 and they get a shout at staying up. I mean, yeah. that is record. If he sticks to his record, then they have a shout at staying up for where he is. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure there's another it's... manager out there that comes in and it's any more of a guarantee than Roy or can no. guarantee anything beyond what Roy Hodgson gets you. So maybe yeah, it's a, a better appointment than we think. Mm. It's very cliche to say as well, though, but... He just needs to sort out that defence. They're leaking so many goals. They haven't kept a clean sheet all season. No so nope. if if you start keeping clean sheets, I'm going to sound like Mike Lowen here, but if you <laughs> if you keep clean sheets, then it's a foundation to build off, isn't it? You can you can nick games one nil, or yeah. t- or even two one that that kind of thing. I know you're not keeping a clean sheet mm-hmm. there, but. It just gives you a foundation to build on because they do have good talent going forward. You know, they've got Saar coming back as well, I think. Yeah, that'll be huge um, for them. That's, that'll that's be the massive, yeah. Thing. That's the biggest thing for them is, is Ismaili Saar coming back. He's he's definitely one of, if not the biggest talent and the, the lower mm. part of the Premier League for me. He's, he's for a sure, yeah. young player. And he's a difference maker as well in that side. Mm. And they are desperately. It's, it's it's just his pace as well. The pure yeah. pace that he has can just get away from defenders. I I had to experience it on the opening day when he just tore Matt Target a new arsehole. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember that game, actually. Oh god. <laughs> Poor Matty Target. Poor yeah. Matty Target. Poor Billy. Poor Billy. Poor Billy George. <laughs> Uh, total villains. Uh, I suppose we should we should talk about some transfer news and, and wrap it up. Every five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Van de Beek 
uh, linked with a loan move to Crystal Palace. And he needs to play some football, otherwise he's not going to get into the national team for the World Cup. Yeah. He's desperate for the move, as it comes out. But with Jesse Lingard also being linked away, and apparently Manchester United have turned down a, a Newcastle playing the, paying the entirety of his wages, plus a £5 million bonus. And top yeah. of that, just for the loan, they've turned that down. So, you know, I mean, one of these players is going to have to go, and I think it'll be between... I don't know if they'll let both of them go. But why not be, no, I don't, I don't necessarily they'll, think they'll that they can afford to, to let both of them go. Yeah. I mean, it's a frustrating thing for them because obviously everybody's seen how well Jesse Lingard did at West Ham. Everybody's mm. seen it. It was, a, it was a revelation. It was a, it was a huge part in the uplift of West Ham achieving you know, European football and having a, a great end to the season. Um, he, he's, he's a good footballer. He's a good footballer. He doesn't get yeah. any sort of minutes at Manchester United. And when he does, I think the pressure's on so high. I've seen him play some Europa, eh, sorry, eh, European football, um, and he, he he gave away a goal. Um, he was lacking mm. confidence and stuff like that. And I think he's just he, he needs to be a talisman player. He needs to be the main For focus. Sure. And when he was a fo- when he was the main outlet at West Ham, it just flowed for me. He needs a few. He needs to get on the ball mm. as much as possible. In it, in it. Yeah, I was Especially really that. surprised that didn't come through in the summer, to be honest with you, because like you say, he, he was the focal point at West Ham. Like Everything went through him, and you could see when they didn't play with him how much worse they were. So for that not to happen in the summer was really, really surprising. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a, it's a hard one because... Donny van der Beek's another one. You put it in the group chat earlier. He's one of he was one of the most highly rated youngsters in Europe. He's gone time, to Man United. At, at the time, yeah, at the time of his transfer. Probably hmm. right now, that's not the situation. Oh, but definitely at not. Time, <laughs> at the time of his transfer, he really yeah. was a, a really high rated prospect mm. within Europe. There's a lot of clubs keeping an eye on Donny van der Beek. He, he was part of that Ajax side that, that ran deep into Europe mm. and had the tremendous championship. I think it was the campaign. semi-final, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then um, they just got they just got pipped at the end by he Spurs. He has a monster in midfield. Like, go back and watch his highlights. Go back and watch his highlights. I'd urge anybody to do that when, they, when they're memeing on I'm one of the guys that memes on him because I think it's cool. <laughs> like, only because he's a Manchester United player. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do feel a little bit sorry for the guy because he was a monster in midfield. He was a truly like a monster sort of player in midfield for them. So when the price tag came up at 50 or 60 million pounds they put out for him, you know, he was sold within in a week. And he was one of them that I, th- I don't think Manchester United necessarily needed him at the time. But when a top prospect comes available, you know, yeah. a club like that's going to go in for him. Uh, and I think he's just, I think top prospects need to need to look at Donny van der Beek, they need to look at Jadon Sancho and look at how it's worked out for these players. Look at Paul Pogba, right, mm. who is literally one of the best-rated midfielders in the world just before he moved back to Manchester United for the summer of £90 million. Sometimes, I think it's just a hard club to go to. Yeah, the uh, it's, it's, the, it's also the weight of the shirt as well. I... It's very similar to Barcelona, I think. There's so much expectation at that yes. club and it just yes. hasn't gone their way for so long now since Ferguson left. The weight of the shirt, the expectation of the fans, it just isn't an easy place to go and perform. Um, and it is very much like Barcelona. You know, you've got Usman Dembele, Philippe Coutinho, a, a two that just spring to mind instantly because they've been the most talked about Coutinho's at Villa now, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it is a really tough place to go. Um, 
And I just really hope for Donny van der Beek's sake that he can just get a loan out, whether it's an option to buy or not, just get a loan out somewhere and just start enjoying your football again. Start afresh. Start afresh. You know? That's the most important things for those youngsters. Just enjoy your football. I mean, if you look at your, the Jane Sancho and Donovan van der Beek, I mean, you add up their transfer fees, you're looking at the sum of like £140 million pounds for the both of them, you know? <laughs> I think 60 for Donny mm. and 80 I think, was the number for, for yeah. Jane Sancho. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, we're going to move yeah. on, Billy. We're going to go through some of the other transfer deals. Um, for mm-hmm. any Arsenal fans that are listening, the, the Dusan Vlahovic deal is dead in the water for Arsenal. He will not be moving to Arsenal. He is looking like he's going to move to Juventus for the sum of £75 million. Probably a little bit more than Arsenal could have afforded, if we're all perfectly mm-hmm. honest. He's still paying off Nicholas Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I don't think you're going to go and spend seventy-five million pounds on Dusan Vlahovic. Um, he'll be he'll be playing his football in Syria. Um, I also seen earlier a strange one. I seen Genie Wijnaldum linked to Arsenal. I'm not sure there's much substance to it, but what a move that, Arsenal that would be! That would be huge. That's, that would that's be massive for them. Player they need. He puts yeah. um, in a midfield like next to Lekonga and, and, mm. and a, a Smith Rowe or an Odegaard can sit in front of that. You know, a Lekonga and a Genie Wijnaldum. That's you take that, it means you, you don't need to play Xhaka. No. <laughs> Good footballer on his day. Oh, he's a fantastic oh. footballer. I couldn't believe it when he said that he was leaving and that he, that he didn't sign that extra contract at, um, at Liverpool because he just has the ability to change a game when it when it's necessary. Um, and yeah, what a signing that would be for Arsenal if they could get that through. Like you say, whether there's any substance to it remains to be seen. To be honest with you, I don't necessarily see it happening personally. Um, but yeah, if it does go through, what a signing. I don't think it would be a full-time signing. I've seen it as a loan link, mm. which would make suit Gina Minaldum. He's a big, big contract. Yeah. PSG doesn't really make sense for him, to, for him to make a permanent move. But if he was to get his full wages paid... Um, and get some regular football, which he's not really getting at PSG. He's not. That's the Jimmy Alden went from playing some of the most amount of games in European football as a whole. Like Jimmy Alden yeah. was out of outfield players, he was in something like the top five in Europe in terms of minutes played. Um, mm. For a player like that to to have his 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 playing time dropped to to you know next to nothing, squad yeah. slash rotation slash sub substitute player. Like it says uh, it's, it's a big change for him, so I think he would not struggle to get in that Arsenal side. I think he'd be nailed on every single week, hundred percent for the Arsenal side. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it dead in the water yet. We still got a week in the transfer, and obviously Arsenal will. They put a lot in that Vlahovic. Uh, they've got a lot of work into trying to nail Vlahovic. Mm. It's not worked out. They probably want to put down a marker signing. Um, as a feel-good sort of factor for the fans, uh, and not just that to get over the line, they're still in with a shout at Champions League football. It's not, it's not out of the question. Yeah. Arsenal get Champions League football this season if they get a big signing on the door that makes up the difference. If they get a player that makes a, a similar impact that, we, that Jesse Lingard made at West Ham for a January signing, mm. then they can they can go over that line. Um, another one, Billy. Uh, we've seen Ever- Everton had an interest in Tangai and Dombly. Um, but apparently Dombley's pretty set on his PSG move. Yeah. Um, I think that's a wee bit out. I think Everton are reaching there. I don't know. Would you yeah, mean? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a reason I, I put my lips together then because, I mean, that he's a fantastic player and Dombley, a really entertaining player to watch as well. Um, I, it's, it's a shame it didn't work out. Hasn't really gone the way 
everyone planned for it to work out at Spurs because um, he is a fantastic footballer. But, you know, sometimes if you believe the the reports, he hasn't necessarily got the best attitude towards training and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one with players like that because they can be such entertaining players. But... If they if they're not willing to put in the hard yards and train, then it it's it's never really going to work out for them, especially nowadays when there is such a high when the the focus of football is to train, is to play high tempo football, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if he was to get his move to to PSG, he's back in France with Pochettino, who I don't think he had time with at Spurs before Poch left. Um, I can't remember do the math in my head at the minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be a decent signing for them. But I'd, I would be surprised if Ndombele goes and PSG don't get rid of another centre mid. It's just it's just bulking up now. You know, you've got Verratti, you've got, um, what's the Argentinian's name? I can't remember. Um, Paredes, mm-hmm. you know, you've got one Aldum, you've got Ndombele. I'm sure there's a couple of others I'm forgetting as well. Uh, there, um, it escapes me. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United, Herrera. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. and Herrera. Um, mm. Got them as well. Got him as well. Along with Jim and Aldum, and, and obviously a few younger prospects as well. Um, yeah, I mean they're, they're also looking at other other three. I've looked, I've just looked to my left here and I see on the the, the Sky mm-hmm. Sports Transfer Centre that Arsenal have been linked to Bruno Guimaraes. A player that they were linked mm. to, I believe, either last season or the season before as well. Yeah, there's a lot of rumours. Okay, apparently the price is looking to be 25 to £30 million, but he's also been monitored by PSG, Manchester United and Spurs. So whether Arsenal mm. come out at the top of that race, I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if a man you need a Bruno Guimaraes. I don't think they need a sort of like number no. 10 sort of that deal. They've got, they've got Bruno. They've got their own yeah. Bruno already. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> do that job. PSG, I think, are just the, the standard club. You're right. See, when you're trying to create headlines, you just go right. Who's like this player? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already uh, played in France. Easy link. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Fit, I've got a 25 minute minute point, Billy. Um. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, on this. Yeah, I have as well. Please, uh, listeners, uh, get in touch if you if you have enjoyed this. Uh, but I'm going to finish up with uh, the Newcastle. They've been linked to Diego Carlos of Sevilla for quite a long time now. It's looking like they're going to be playing uh, 45 million euros for him for the centre back. I think that mm-hmm. is reasonable because everybody's going to charge over the odds for players. Definitely, but for the players when it's Newcastle, it's bidding because they they know they hold the bulk of the leverage. And that deal. And I would mm. I would expect to see this deal go over the line given that, that Newcastle don't want to lie down, the players been open the players' agents been completely open that, that this is a move they want to happen. Um so I wouldn't be all too surprised if we see this done either in the next couple of days or certainly before deadline day. Um mm. I would imagine. Um but we're gonna be back tomorrow with more probably more transfer news. Um so we'll be keeping you up to date. Um it could be me and Billy again. Um stands every chance. <laughs> stands a chance, stands a chance, folks. Uh, but until next time. Uh, cheated by Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.